Yo, what's good? This is DJ Spinner, and you're listening to the Mega Late Show, the number one hip-hop podcast in the world. Peace. That was really good. <laughs> Yo, word, word. Peace. Welcome back to the Mega Late Show. I'm the guy Mega. This is episode number 114. Uh, the Mega Late Show is a Tokyo hip-hop and creative culture podcast hosted right here in Tokyo. You can book it off to be precise. And uh, we bring you new episodes every Friday and Tuesday. I started with Friday because that's when the first part of the episode drops. And this is the first part of episode number 114. Today, this joint features beatmaker Ra Ra Raj. This is a cat that I've known for a little over a year. And uh, this is the first time I really got to, to know him. I first met him at a Beat the Best battle uh, in Shibuya. He's a beatmaker and musician from uh, Melbourne, Australia. And he's been out here for about a year. Just killing it, making beats. Uh, and so I got uh, the god, MC Buddha, to come through. Uh, Buddha of the bridge and also the organizer of the Beat the Best beat battles that occur here in Tokyo. Uh, he's coming through and he's uh, helping a guest host together. We have a lot of discussions about a variety of things. Starting off with um, just getting out into nature a little bit more. Uh, thinking about moving out into uh, to the countryside. Uh, there's there's a lot of shit, you know. We talk about um, his his uh, ethnic identity being Indian and going back every few years, uh, trying to use his music to kind of inform and and um, you know pay tribute to uh, his roots. And India has got a few albums: uh, Meditate, Wanga Park, and uh, Good Morning Starshine, all of which are on Spotify that you can check out now. Uh, personally, my favorite of the three is Meditate. Uh, we also get into making money on Spotify, get a little bit nosy to see how much money he's making with all these plays, and uh, he gives us some interesting insights to that. We talk about whether or not uh, pressing music to tapes is dope. Honestly, I'm hating a little bit on uh, tapes, but uh, you guys can get to that and see how that works out. Uh, the second part of the podcast, it was a little bit of a debacle. Uh, I accidentally erased the entirety of the recording, which we had been recording for about an hour at the time. So uh, luckily, uh, Raj and Buddha had time to record again, and we recorded another hour. We tried not to rehash a lot of the conversations we had, but uh, yeah, you know that was that was a, a weird mistake that I'll never make a, uh, make again. Uh, again, Ra Ra Raj, MC Buddha, episode number one hundred and fourteen. Uh, yeah, fucking check us out now. Oh, also the cold vein. We talk about the cold vein. Yeah. MC Buddha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word up, Mega Late Show. Well, damn. I don't Watch know. Should I just... Noble sends you that the the stems and everything. Yeah, man. He did. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Records almost finished. Really? Uh, maybe like a few months. Few I months. Reckon. Yeah. We we cut like um, we just cut one track this week. Okay. Um, and we mixed one track this week. Yeah, oh. almost done. Nah, almost looking done. forward still, to it. We still haven't finished that track though. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. What track is track. this? You guys are putting together an album? No, no, no. Um, he was putting it together an album with a uh, double raw double. double. Okay. I think you met him just yeah, one we, time at Nobu's uh, farewell yeah. party. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a Japanese cat. No, no, no. he's yeah, he's from Oz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. You know him <laughs> so, better. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's from he's my homie from Australia. Okay. So we lived like maybe five minutes away from each other. Okay. And so we just wrote beats like almost every week for about a year. 
And then we were like, well, we might as well get a bunch of MCs to jump on. So we just got a bunch of features from dudes all over the world. And um, the bridge is jumping on one track. Oh, Hi. dope. Yes. Hey, that sounds dope. I'm, I'm interested to, to hear the outcome. When the that, track was hella fire. It, it, yeah. it reminded me of that... Uh, it brought me back into that life's a bitch and then you die. That's why you get high, cause you never know where you gonna go. Okay. Shoot, shoot. <laughs> I mean, that's a vibe. Like, yeah. That's, a, that's that, an appropriate that, vibe. That vibe. Yeah. 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 yeah that, man, that's a dope compliment. You know. What right. I mean? I'll take that for sure. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, I'm excited to hear that, man. I, I guess we should just go into it. I'm just gonna leave that whole part in the beginning, so we could just, you know what I mean? People just know what the vibe is and shit. Right. 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 Oh, well, yeah. I don't know. Why don't you introduce the podcast, Buddha? You the guest host. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? This is the Mega Late Show. You are tuning in to Tokyo. It's a podcast. <laughs> That's right. Unless you know all of the things that you should be doing in Tokyo. Oh, um, Yeah. Make right. us the man. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> shit, shit. No, uh, this is actually something that's been a long time coming. We had uh, we had this recording planned a couple months back, but we had to hit the cancel on that because of the coronavirus. Yes, was Hayden. Yeah, straight it's, up Hayden. It swooped in. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a big guy in the movie theater just like blocking your view from everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? From doing everything. Yeah. But um, this is something that Buddha and I were planning on doing, uh, basically uh, running a podcast episode together, focusing on a lot of people that Buddha works with through, uh, you know, all of his endeavors, particularly uh, the Beat the Best project and everything he does with the bridge. So um, today we've got uh, one of I don't want I, I can't call him an artist like he's like the A&R, like the fucking head <laughs> of the CEO, but an artist that, that has been uh, rocking with uh, Buddha for a while. I've se- I met you at a beat the best show yes. i believe yeah, is where yeah, we met yeah. right uh, that must have been yeah. it, right in yeah, shibuya yeah, yeah. okay the, the shibuya room. okay yeah yeah so that was a while ago and uh yeah, yeah. yeah you know um i'm i'm gonna let people know what the podcast is i've been doing these little intros in the beginning anyways mm-hmm. like talk about what we talked about so yeah but w- welcome to the podcast man can you tell us what your name is and where you come from yeah cheers man i'm uh happy to be here uh uh, I'm Rara Raj from Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia, and yeah, we met. I think it was probably about a year ago. Must at, have been at yeah. the first beat the best um, that I kind of participated in. Um, it wasn't at uh, Batica, Batica. It might have been at Batica. Oh, oh no, no, it was actually. I think it was the room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I okay. think you were spinning that that night. Okay, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Pra- okay, pra- okay. That it was the same night I met Foundation. Then yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, I, I got the windows open in here. It's a vibe. You can pick up on that <laughs> on the podcast and shit. You know what I mean? You can hear a little bit of outside. But yeah, keep it. Yeah. So yeah, we met it there. Yes. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I I, I kind of participated as like an end uh, as a contestant. Contestant. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had the uh, one week. Oh, it might have even been one month to make the two beats. I oh, think. so you, you had two weeks to make yeah. two beats? That's right, yeah, yeah. Two weeks to make two beats, um, which is hella fun. Hella fun. And then... Um, I think you had just moved out here, too. Yeah, man. And it was like your first event. Mm. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no like, shit. I'd been here for a month, I reckon, at that time. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And um, then you had linked up with Killerverse. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Killer Teeth. That's yeah. my dog. On the train, man. <laughs> like, I just, because I knew Satoshi from Melbourne. Okay. Satoshi knew his uh, nihilism. He's a dope beat maker. But he knew Killer Verse, and we were just right. catching the same train together. It's like, yeah, you should check out Beat the Best. I was like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then so. I just hit it up. So. Yeah, and yeah. then he hit me up, and he yeah. was like, hey, this is this is a beat maker I met. I met. He's dope. <laughs> you gotta check him out. He wants to do beat the best. I was like, all right, cool. Word. <laughs> Shout out to Killer Verse, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's dope. That's real serendipitous too to just run across each other on the train. No shit. No so, shit. So you said you're from you're from Australia. From Australia, Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can you say it again for me? Melbourne. You know, Americans want to say Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne. Mel- Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. Mel- but I, I was told it's like Melbourne. Melbourne. That's Melbourne. fine. Yeah, Melbourne. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of a uh, lot. There's a real rich art scene out there. That's where you grew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in Melbourne, um, and the music scene there's dope. Art scene's dope. Music's dope. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, um, it was Brooklyn Terry. I don't know if you know who Brooklyn Terry is, Buddha. You know, yeah. you know Terry, but Brooklyn Terry is. Um, <clears throat> He's kind of one of the primary cats that brought house dancing out here. He's a pioneer in the house dancing community. Uh, he's been doing it since the 80s. Uh, his crew, Elite Force, is world-renowned and world-known. They're absolute legends in, in it as pioneers. And so he travels around the world, and he also comes from 80s Brooklyn, right, which is kind of like the epicenter of you know, hip-hop culture as we know it and, and that whole uh, counterculture vibe. Yeah, yeah. He told me that... Melbourne feels like 80s New York, not in terms of like the fact that you might get, you know, a buck 50 across your face or <laughs> your shoes taken, but the fact that there's kind of like this rich, artistic, young, youthful exuberance there. No and so I've, because he said that, I've like wanted to travel there just to see the vibes. Man, man. come down. Please come. Seriously, man. Yeah. Like, um, it is a youthful scene. I would say that for sure. And the hip hop scene and the kind of like hip hop jazz kind of crossover scene is just so rich. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you know El Shimada? Yeah, yeah. I've I seen her play. She lives like, out there now, right? Her yeah. and Abby Howlett were on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, thanks yeah. to Aaron. Shout out to Aaron Cholai. But yeah. They're, I mean, they're making some really interesting yeah. high art fucking music, it's man. It's real unique music. Yeah. yeah. yeah sure. Not like music I ain't never seen before right. or heard before. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I, f- I felt that too. Definitely Australia had, has a lot of dope sounds coming out of it. Right. Why it's is that? I, I was, I was going to posit, like, you know, posit <laughs> a theory on and shit. But, you know, I'm sure that Raj can elucidate better for us. Yeah, Raj, seems, too. You I mean, it's dope, like... Bro. From 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 what I could tell, it's like it's a rich uh, like melting pot of culture. Yeah, but the youth sure. out there is, is uh, for lack of a better term, very woke about the conditions in which Australia rose as a global power and the community and, and the kind of uh, the treatment of the indigenous peoples of Australia. And with so many people coming there, it's become like this. I don't want to say a melting pot, but like a salad bowl where everybody right, right. brings this weird piece of the puzzle and it just kind of grows. So they got a lot of people from the African community out there. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of people from, you know, other Polynesian islands coming through. Right. The the white folks, obviously. Indian community. And all that shit just making some really weird fucking dishes. Yo, I got sure, a question. Sure. Um, based off of that. Australia was made, like, from indigenous people and prisoners, right? 
So, so originally it's the indigenous people for thousands and thousands of years. Uh-huh. And then like uh, the English colonists came. Um, it was a, uh, yeah, essentially a prison colony, a penal colony. So they kind of uh, just brought all their prisoners from England. And that's how the kind of white settlement started. Okay. Um, and that history is really short compared to the indigenous history you know, right, from right. the land. But yeah, yeah. And they are also, you know, uh, historically uh, marginalized group and, and oppressed uh, group of people still to this day yeah, in a lot yeah. of ways. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, uh, there's just a lot of rich art coming out of there. Yeah. How, how did uh, like you, you don't look like an indigenous uh, Australian person and you don't look like your parents might have been like white criminals (laughs) where you come from doc well my father's from india Mm -hmm. um from near kolkata so i was actually born in uh, west bengal um and uh my mom's actually white australian you know she's she's half italian half kind of like caucasian english Mm. kind of um so a bit of a mix of cultures you know um yeah yeah okay do you remember your time that you spent you said Calcutta? Yeah, yeah. Now nah, I was so, so young when I moved to Australia. I mean, I've been back a couple of times um, and I love India. I love India. I would like to go back to live uh, for some kind of time in the future. But yeah. How does that work? Are, do you have like a dual citizenship? Can you just bounce over there and just live? Yeah, yeah. Because um, my father's Indian, so I can get a dual citizenship. And so I could live over there without uh, needing a visa or anything. Mm. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. I wish I had some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we, we could all go to Ghana now, though. Is that right? Yeah, I think everybody, that if you find out that you have roots from Ghana, then you can uh, oh. get a citizenship. Your, your dad is from, uh, got those roots? I don't know. See, that's the thing about really black Americans. Back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, what do I got to do? Do I got to have like a, a DNA, DNA test? test and I don't do that. That's yeah. some Babylon thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not giving up the blood for them to go ahead and just for like, put it. I mean, they already got all my other information, so I shouldn't really be tripping. <laughs> you know what I mean? They got the dick pics. They got all types Shit. of fucking messages I just sent. <laughs> yeah, you know, my fingerprints and everything from right, unlocking right. my phone. But yeah, I just feel like I don't want to give them no blood. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not into that. And, I, and I'm clone you. To be quite honest, I'm not really too concerned about seeing my ancestral roots in terms of DNA in the first place. Like, mm. I know, I know uh, a short history where my father's people come from, and a short history of my mother's people come from. And I know how the Spaniards was in the Philippines, and the Germans, and all types of motherfuckers in the Philippines. Right. And I know exactly how that shit happened in the United States with mm-hmm. the, you know, the triangle trade and all that. So I'm just not. But maybe I have to look in that shit if I can go to Ghana. Yeah. But I don't I mean, even know if they're gonna accept my ass there. You know what I mean? I might face <laughs> type, some type of adversity. No, I'm, man. I'm, I'm only half black. I don't. I definitely. <laughs> they would say I got good hair out there. You know, like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, go over there and fucking they, start gentrifying. Some white from Ghana too, I think. Yeah, Probably, yeah, yeah. but I don't want to go there and start gentrifying and shit, putting up fucking Mexican food restaurants. <laughs> you know what I mean? Changing the neighborhood and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a weird yeah, thing. It's making the global. It's a weird thing, man. <laughs> really just give me, like, my 40 acres and a mule in the States, and I'll fucking 
tend yeah. to my land. I've been thinking about that a lot lately, going out into the wilderness and building me a house. No been shit. talking to Maya, like, we're going to build a house, we're going to have a farm and Dog, fuck the city. Japan? Fuck everything Dog, else. Like, Okutamo <laughs> give you a free a free, uh, yeah. a free, house if you just want to go out there. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. shit's only like an hour away from Shinjuku. It's an hour and a half. <laughs> hey, dog, like, like, I'm rounding down. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah but, but I mean, it's nice though. I used to head out there um, about five years ago. I used to teach up at the middle school and uh, elementary schools in Okutama. And I used to be in charge of that. And uh, going out there, it's like the vibes are hella nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, The kids, they don't have McDonald's or like convenience stores out right. there. They was like, yo, what you do this weekend? They said, I went fishing. Yeah, you went, you went fishing. Yeah, I went hiking. I was like, wow. You talking about like no, on the like Nintendo that. Wii? Yeah. Like, yeah, right. you fishing on what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they they definitely uh, more, um, you know, nature oriented. Sure. Pure, not tainted by man. Sure. <laughs> what well, I mean, they probably still got to pay NHK. You know what I mean? They, it's, it's hard to yeah. really escape like the true, the clutches true. of late stage capitalism like that. But you know. Uh, not being so subjected to it on a day-to-day basis is, mm-hmm. does something for the mind and the body, I'd say. I couldn't even imagine growing up in Tokyo, man. Like, I grew up in not a rural area in Australia, but it was at least an hour from the city mm. in the kind of, like, mountainside, hillside. So I couldn't imagine growing up just in, like, this amount of right. concrete everywhere, yeah. you know? Right. Where's it's the crazy. trees? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably you too, right, Buddha? North Carolina got hella forest. Uh, definitely. But like before that, I used to live on base also. Yeah, I used to live on base also. So um, yeah, it was. I lived in the towers, so it was kind of enclosed. That's like the military yeah. projects. Like, yeah. Like like, <laughs> like like the family barracks and shit, yeah. right? Yeah. Word word. Now, um, for me, you know, I grew up in in Oceanside, California, right near the beach. So there's a certain element of like nature that is present but when i was 11 years old i moved to the desert uh i don't know if you guys have heard of like the joshua tree national park yeah way out in in the mojave desert in the morongo basin and there ain't shit out there but fucking you know further than barstow type of shit like desert desert right and uh you know it's like 15 miles between towns and shit right Mm. and there's i don't know there's maybe like there's a, the largest Marine Corps base out there in terms of land space, not number of people. But yeah. so being out there I at, at nighttime, there's not light pollution. So you could just sit down and you could see the entire Milky Way galaxy. You know what I mean? And, and it, it gives you a different perspective out here. There's so much light pollution. Not the sure. only trees that they fucking got are planted in concrete. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. So, yeah, I think about that a lot when it comes to my daughter. Mm. Word. I don't know. Okutama. Uh, you know, but everybody, everybody, uh, I don't want to get too much into it um, because we could spend a lot of time talking about that shit. But, true, true. you know, it, it's interesting how those type of moments inform your life. Mm-hmm. And, and we kind of maybe don't really think about how much that they fucking do. Yeah. So I don't know. So, uh, Raj. Yo, yo. Should I call you that or should I call you Ra Ra? Yeah, Raj, Raj? Raj is sweet. So I was listening to a lot of your music, and I have even before we were recording, and a lot of it has like a lot of uh, Indian music, uh, a lot of Bollywood samples. How does your ethnic background inform your process of music making? Yeah, yeah, what? Um, actually, like uh, 
I think I went to India a few... T I used to go every second year, like, um, once I was kind of in uh, late high school. And then uh, for a few years after as well. And, like, I just loved the uh, culture, you know? Um, my family, like, my father, you know, he always plays kind of music. More religious, from religious background, you know? So he's always playing Madanga, which is like an Indian drum or harmonium or um, kind of kirtan. So that's just from religious songs. Um, but, you know, I've grown up in that kind of, well, a little bit, you know. Um, I've been in that culture a little bit. And, um, you know, I love just Indian music. And then discovering like the Bollywood um, from like the 60s and 70s and the 80s. It's kind of like a mixture between kind of traditional indian music using those instruments and then kind of more funk or jazz from the west because um, they were trying to copy like the hollywood shit mm. um, and all that kind of funky music in the 70s and all that so i just kind of fell in love with that music bought a shitload of records when i was in india of all the bollywood kind of stuff so i was um sampling that for one of the beat tapes um yeah yeah what was that um Meditate? Meditate, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's interesting. Um, I, I have to admit that I'm not too familiar with a lot of like the cultural nuances and, and the history of uh, India and how it's, you know, I don't know, developed and separated and, and shit like that. But uh, my experiences with it come from like Mad Live, Medicine Show sure, tapes. Sure. And yeah. as, a, as a, you know, I used to dig too. You come across some some shit that looks Indian, but then it's got like shaft cover, like a cover of a shaft, like the shaft theme, but by Indian artists and Indian instruments. Like all that shit is really dope. For sure, for sure. You, you just would grab hella records while you're out there. Yeah, yeah. Like um, I love digging there. It's like a whole different experience, man. Like you go in this weird kind of, not weird. You're just going to this huge market, you know, where people are selling like clothes little like mechanical parts uh bootlegged cds or dvds or like kind of uh porno movies and shit like that mm, go on go on and you just like walk through the market you know what <laughs> i mean um yeah. and then there would just be this one record store you know in this weird ass place um you wouldn't expect it at all and you can just sit down listen to records and drink chai and they'll just show you oh, records and shit. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like a chill atmosphere. Like it's a record <laughs> shop and like slash cafe. Uh, it's not really like a cafe. Like they'll have someone. There's always a younger cat working there and he's running the chai. He'll like go go out for five oh, okay. minutes. Bring you back a chai. They got their so little side so, hustle on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's kind of just like in a market. Yeah. So it's like a little booth in a market kind of thing. Um. And, you know, they'll pump, like, some crazy 70s Indian psych funk or something. And then, like, the neighbors are looking around, like, what the fuck's this going on <laughs> or something? Like, you're like, ah, oh, we'll turn it down a bit or something. So. <laughs> have, have, have you ever participated in any of the music scene out there? Like, uh, playing shows or, uh, like, communicating with other uh, artists from out there? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I mean, I, I used to play guitar for, um, uh, I played for ages. I played in, like, some bands and stuff. And... When I was out there, I, I, I kept going to kind of like the uh, traditional Indian music with a sitar 
um, and uh, tabla and things like that. So I became friends with a guy who started teaching me how to play. Um, and I got a few lessons off him, but I never played shows out there. Like like beat type of shit? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Word. Um, I, I mean, you know, uh, maybe maybe Buddha's more traveled than I am, but man, as American, I find like a lot of us motherfuckers, especially that come from like lower middle class, we, we don't make it around the world as much as some other type of right. cultures. You know what I mean? Like, I know European cats that can tell you about every single European country <laughs> and, and, you know, what the best part of it is and, you know, the, what, the, what their prime minister or president is doing. With me, I'm just like, uh, so much of what I know about India is, is like through communicating with people that have traveled there yeah. or watching it in, in popular Movies, culture somehow. And, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Slum dog type of shit. And it is interesting to me because like uh, there's a huge number of people out there. Like India's got like a billion people, right? Yeah, one point three billion. Yeah. Man. I mean, fuck. That's how many yeah. Americas? That's like five Americas, <laughs> right? Shit. Like five Americas in terms of population. And you get the impression that a lot of the country is in like um disarray and, mm. and extreme poverty mm. and things of that nature and, and the depictions that we get on American media is like, you know, Apu from The Simpsons mm, and right. you know, kind of that 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 weird Indian telemarketer type of guy. I was realizing to myself, like, I really don't know what type of hip hop community or like beat communities out there, but I'm certain mm. that there is yeah, one. Yeah. There's a fucking breakdancing community and like fucking like the most rural parts of Africa. There's got mm -hmm. to be shit happen out there. Man, you know anything about that type yeah, of stuff? Yeah, like in Mumbai, man, it's popping off uh, recently, especially this kind of music, you know, that we're um, in the culture of like hip hop or kind of the neo soul, R&B, kind of electronic, all this kind of like um, culture, it's popping off. Um, and I follow some cats and even some cats from uh, India who run like a kind of podcast radio show but also do the uh, streaming of the DJs and shit like that uh, they've even hit me up so next time I go out I want to like hit up them and um, kind of saw some stuff in Mumbai I'm not sure about other places but I reckon Mumbai and Bangalore would probably be like the best places um, yeah yeah Word. yeah I recently definitely seen something like um Maybe like a year or two ago, they came out with like all these Asian artists and um, everyone was rapping in different uh, languages. And they, they had India on there. Hmm. And it was a chick on there and she was rapping. She had bars. Yeah, she had bars. We boy. couldn't understand the bars. Oh, but yeah, I couldn't understand. The, the, the cadence was, <laughs> was crazy. She was doing that shit. Exactly. Yeah, man. I, it, uh, when, when you look at like these record collectors and shit, right? Like the real uh, beat diggers and shit. Like you, you hear about like meccas, right? You hear about like... Like in, in, in Brazil, there's like a crazy deep record pool in India and Japan. And uh, it, it's become one of those things. It's like you see people spinning like all Bollywood beats, like record sets and shit like that. And so I appreciate the music in that regard. I'm just not really informed about it whatsoever. So Now, um, how long have you been making music? You said you play instruments and shit too. Like when yeah, did this start yeah. for you? Well... I mean, like, uh, I think I got a guitar for my birthday present, like, uh, when I was 10 or probably younger, 9 or 10. Um, and I was into punk, man. I loved punk. <laughs> I used to play so much punk, like, when I was younger. Just all, like, Ramones and Sex Pistols and Nirvana and everything, man. 
Um, and then I kind of was playing in that kind of scene a little bit. Um, but in terms of hip hop and beats, I've been making, I mean, I've been listening to hip hop for ages, but kind of started making beats when I was around um, 18, 19. How long ago was that? Uh, about eight years ago. Oh, fuck. You're yeah, still in your yeah. 20s? <laughs> yeah. Yo, yeah. that's tight. <laughs> I remember that. I used to be happy. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. But yeah, that's okay. So only eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, about that, making beats for about eight years. Seven, eight years now. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, so at that point, man, like, it's, it's weird for me to think about beat making and the type of beats that are, that are, like, happening now. Because whenever I think about the beat making community now and, like, the larger aspect of it, you know, there's guys that are in the forefront, but it's a very different string of beat making than the earliest type of beat making albums that I had. Right. Yeah. If you go back and you listen to like a DJ shadow, yeah, yeah. these are like almost cinematic pieces. Yeah. You know, there there's like a beginning, there's multiple samples. Some of them are like fucking f like three measure, you know, long measure samples and they, they change and they peak and all this type of shit. Right. Kind of like some of the other EDM genres, you know, there's yeah, like a yep. story told within the beat. But eventually we make it into like the mid 2000s and, you know, with with the ad, like with with donuts and new jobs, like the beat making community kind of shifts and becomes like its own thing. And so many of the the tracks are like less than two minutes now. And so much of the community now is like um, considered like lo fi yeah, beats yeah. to chill to. And a lot of people make these type of really kind of similar sounding type of beats right whereas i don't think that it was as prominent back in like the the 90s and early to the earlier half of the 2000s so to hear you say you've been making beats for like eight years that means kind of like your your influences in the scene are more contemporary like who do you start with in beats that you like i mean like that's a good question as well and like um I'm playing beats right now, just skipping through them. This is Illingsworth, by the way. I've been playing him for most of the podcast. I'm going to skip this one. but He's a dope beat yeah, maker as well, dope. Illingsworth. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, before like I started making beats, I was into all the 90s stuff. That's where my influences started. Like, um, I mean, of course, I was like listening to Eminem like every young kid in like uh, ages and ages ago. But in terms of kind of other artists you know get into like the de la soul beastie boys they were like my first kind of hip-hop albums that i just would play all the time but then you know like i love that you said dj shadow because introducing that's just a crazy album yeah. you know i, I um, think it's one of the most important hip-hop albums that ever came out but people sure. some people don't even consider it hip-hop mm, mm, you know mm. kind of more like the trip-hop or something yeah. like that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even when it came out people were like is this hip-hop Mm, true but people said that about the roots too mm, when their true. music was more uh like uh in like instrument driven you know it's like if this is not a sample then how how hip-hop is it true true, so, true like that book i was talking about um making beats by joseph sloss like he's getting these perspectives and talking about how like n how protectionist we were with the title of what was and wasn't hip-hop but no shit. Not, not to take away from the from uh what we're talking about but yeah mm. dj shadow is different for sure dj shadow and then like um 
I think when I discovered Madlib, I first discovered oh, it was probably Quasimodo, the Unseen, mm. and that was just like the game changer for me, influential wise. Like the beats were just so fat. The beats were kind of obscure to what I was used to listening to from like '90s hip hop, or I mean, De La Soul and Beastie Boys always like doing crazy shit. You know what I mean? But Madlib for me was like the uh, real kind of game changer. It was like there's just no boundaries. You know what I mean? You mm. can do jazz shit. You could do straight hip-hop shit. Like, the stuff that he does with D-Claim is just, like, straight hip-hop, but kind of left to feel beats. Yeah. You know that album just turned 20 years old last uh, this month? Yeah, man. The Unseen. June, June 13th. I, I was going to double-check the date, but, yeah, it turned 20 years. It's 20 years old now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty nuts, right? Yeah, like, um, probably, you know, I don't know, t around 10 years after they're released... And it's still mind-blowing, you know what I mean? And even to these day, the beats are still hold up. You know, it's kind of timeless mm. music. Um, and then you listen to some of the stuff that's getting released now. Um, not from everyone or whatever, but a lot of the stuff, it's like, it's almost like they've gone back a few steps. Mm. You know, compared to like Madlib and Jay Diller and some of these cats where they're just like, everything sounds so good. It just sounds amazing. And it's like... Uh, I don't know, but um, I mean, so many dope cats these days as well. You know what I mean? Putting out right. really good stuff. I think, so. um, I, I think you know, I've talked to a couple of beat makers about this. Um, most recently, like Pigeon Dust, Marcus D, Submerse, um, are are even um, Jansport J was here no uh, at the beginning of the year, and we had a conversation about kind of the uh, the lo-fi scene. And uh, quite a few of them, you know, I won't say anything uh, in a tribute to either, any of them in particular. I don't want to fuck up their words, but it seemed to me a, a lot of them felt as though a lot of the music that was coming out th uh, under this umbrella was um, formulaic, derivative, not very thoughtful and kind of just easy to make uh, type of stuff. Whereas there is a little bit more of uh, creativity and and. Exper uh, experimenting that happens with some of the the bigger names and when you w when i think about that like yo this person that you like so much was making a bunch of weird ass shit and trying a bunch of weird shit why are you just trying to copy them instead of taking like their ethos of creativity and applying that to your direction so i don't know what what do you what are your thoughts on the i imagine I, I was looking at your Spotify and you get like, f it says like 40 some thousand plays a month as yeah, an artist, right? Which is fucking dope. That's Congratulations. Fucking weird, man. <laughs> it, 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 it's not weird because yeah. it speaks to your talent. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you're dope. So, like, take all those props and tell everybody else yeah, about it. I'll be listening yeah. too. You get me to work Cheers, in the right. morning. Bro. <laughs> Cheers, right. <man. laughs> but, but obviously, you're working within this kind of space uh, where there's a lot of different type of artists, but yeah. they probably put you right in that same category of like you know lo-fi that's the thing you know what i mean especially like that first record that i put out the good uh good morning starshine like honestly there are beats that i was making in my room on the sp just the sp and ableton and records and i was just like putting them together because it was fun and then you know the label that i put it out on shout out to oneric tapes um 
he was like okay i'm gonna chuck some of the records that i like under spotify i was like cool whatever do whatever i was kind of past that anyway and then a year later got like a million plays and i was like what the fuck i didn't even oh, know right, anything right. about it and then um it's kind of cool you know but at the same time you know it is just kind of uh in the lo-fi playlists mm -hmm. and whatever um but but if i if i could speak to your artistry a little bit more you are playing like keys on a lot of these which in that alone is a step away from a lot of the cats who are just grabbing simple uh, sample loops mm -hmm. from anime and, and throwing some drums in like a fucking tape hiss filter over the shit, right? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, being in that space is, is a little strange because uh, if I could hate on them a little bit, you know, <laughs> like you, you're doing more as a musician than a lot of those cats that, that may be getting more plays or even less plays. In. Yeah, yeah. It, do, you, do you, how do you try to... Or do you even try to make yourself stand out? Is that a is that something that's going on in your head as you're, you know, making your art? Definitely not before, man. Like uh, before, it was just making what I feel. Like if it was kind of cool, I would just try to make it, um, and not putting so much thought into it. These days, I've really tr been trying to kind of refine a sound and getting like a good music before I release something. Still making beats every day, but just kind of. Uh, only picking like 10% or 20% or a select few beats that I'll kind of show uh, and release. And I'm kind of working on stuff now. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is kind of playing a bit more keys and bass lines and all that kind of shit, which is cool. But just whatever I'm feeling. When's the last time you, it looked like the last album that you came out was like two years ago. Is that, or at least on Spotify, or well, maybe last year, 2019? Last year. Yeah, last year. yeah, okay. yeah, maybe last year, yeah. Oh, okay, Wonga Park. Wonga Park, yeah. Okay. And that record, man, I made in like, I mean, I made the beats in the span of two months, I think. Hmm. Um, and they're all just literally a sample and drums. Sometimes a bass line. Really, really simple, stripped back shit, but it was just kind of like... Uh, short period of time making beats every day and then at the end of it i'll just put it out and that was it um yeah what, what's kind of the approach on your um your upcoming art is it you said maybe more keys and things yeah. of that nature well i got a few albums coming up like um one you know the bridge who buddha is uh, a part of hey so that'll be coming he's out. like the black voltron line right he's like the head of it all right is that right hmm Buddha's the he's 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 the head of the the bridge Voltron, is that oh, true? Oh, nah, we we all together, man. Oh, okay, it's so, a bridge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Ain't no head on the bridge." Dog. There, there's a fulcrum. There's you know there's. A, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that'll be dope. That's a compilation record, yeah, kind of thing with all the different artists. So that's a completely different approach yeah. with the ho homie Ra Double. Mm -mm. Um, so all the beats on that were made on the MPC. I believe the MPC uh, 4000. Oh. oh, I haven't that even really been in the room with them super Yeah, that shit ones. looks like, <laughs> really, really yeah, that's like a piece of studio equipment. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, a, like, yeah, that goes next to the fucking, you know, 48 track mix board type of shit. Yeah, that yeah. That motherfucker is like a, it looked like an old ass computer. You know, <laughs> and they're big as fuck. Word. Um, so that's completely different to my beats because it was, you know, made with raw double both of our flavors and then all the mcs so i'm looking forward to that that should be cool 
And then, you know, I got like um, a follow-up to Good Morning Starshine. I'm just going to call it Good Night Sunshine. And that'll be more kind of lo-fi shit, but more refined, you know. The, my mixing's a lot better, so it'll be more refined. And then I'm working on like um, kind of more of a hi-fi. I'm just going to try to go for as hi-fi sound as possible for mm. like the next kind of solo release. Mm. Mm. By hi-fi, does that mean you're going to be working with like a larger recording studio and and getting it mastered by professionals, so to speak? Well, I'm going to try to get it mastered by professionals for sure, but still just working in my home studio, Work. you know, still working off records um, just because that's the way I do shit. And that's like what I know, you know, so there's um, a lot of bullshit when it comes to mastering. Uh, do you know Dallinger, D Dallinger? He's a beat maker out here kind of uh he plays a lot for like 90 bpm uh, only and, and a lot of those cats no shit he's a he's a good homie of mine in fact um you know we work together but uh he he had his album one of his his last album um came out through cold busted right the label cold busted string right like he has this idea for mastering and one of the the quick ways that people get their shit mastered nowadays is they upload it to this website and then fucking masters it for them right yeah. it just takes like frequencies like uh uh uh, yeah. uh 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 and it shoots it back out without any like actual like listener like a, a professional ear to do it it's like an algorithm that does this shit right and then they also have people that actually master your shit off of like Fiverr, you know, you give them like 60 bucks, they master it, they fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. spend like an hour on the shit, and it's like, boom, it sounds fine, but it's not like, you know, a, a professional, somebody who's been doing it for a while, and not to say that Cold Busted was doing any of those type of things, or Dallinger had something, but he was just telling me about the process of mastering music, and this is where he gave me a bunch of that information, it sounds like a fucking pain in the ass, do you <laughs> usually master your own shit, or... I mean, if I'm just going to release it online, for sure. Yeah, Word. yeah. Like, uh, especially last year, I was learning how to mix and how to master. That's one thing that I wanted um, to learn. So in terms of music, I wasn't releasing um, a lot of shit. Well, I released those uh, beat tapes, but they were kind of written before. Um, so I was just learning how to mix and master last year because so much bullshit's going into it if you're sending it to, like... Um, uh, I don't know. If you're just going to release it online, I feel like you can do it yourself hmm. and something that you should learn So, as a producer. So I just kind of learned how to do that last year. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's good that you're learning that because um, definitely throughout the years of, you know, recording and trying to get my stuff mixed and mastered, I've went through many different people. And, um, I mean, shout out to all the people and not to, you know, dis discard the people, but um it's always it's always something missing it's it's always like it's not to your ear it's not it doesn't match with your ear because you're not doing it true true that's so how i feel like you know it's definitely a a, a good good to damn study up on mixing and mastering mm. and trying to do that shit yourself yeah i got a lot of respect for people who are like their own fucking art house too mm. you know what i mean like Back in the days, I would love MCs who were the producers, the DJ. Like, they would do the scratch, they'd produce the beats, they'd rap that shit. And it's just like, this is kind of like a single, solitary expression of one person's art. Mm -hmm. Even if it's like weird shit that I might not love, it's just like, yo, that's dope that Blueprint 
put out you know he did everything on this except for like the cover art that was like the homie Mm -hmm. but like buck 65 it's like yo all of these samples and all that shit is put together by him i i kind of just like that no shit and that's the thing do it yourself man these days man do it yourself and just like uh doesn't matter if you're not so good at one thing or another but diy man that's the way to do it yeah go ahead and put on some of your beats while we're doing it this is off a meditate CC, oh, is it like Calcutta to Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The airports? Yeah, yeah, yeah Calcutta right, yeah. to Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just going to play a couple of beats uh, that you made and shit while I figure out where else to go in this conversation. Did you guys, um, no, wait, wait, wait. I feel like I got something coming up. Let's listen to this for a second. Oh, I know where I wanted to go. I wanted to get nosy. That's what I wanted to fucking do. All right, so how many bitches you fucking? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, uh, I did want to get nosy, though. So um, you, you are, I, like I saw, I don't know how accurate this is, but on Spotify, I say you get at least 40,000 plays per month. How much is that? Is that like mean you don't have to work a job right now? Like, are you getting paychecks from that? Like, how does that work? Yeah, man, I get a paycheck, but I'm still working, man. I'm, I'm doing the same job as you guys, you know. So. But are you like balling? <laughs> or are you, <laughs> man, are you no, working no, just no. to kind of put it, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I don't have to work as much as I do, but I'm on like a kind of contract for my visa and shit. So, ah, right. um, but I wish I could work less and just focus more on music. Art. That's one thing that I want to do. Um, but you know, I get some cash. It's cool. Uh, is it enough me. to like buy a game or is it enough to buy like a gaming system uh, every month? I, you know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get nosy off of it. Like, I no, see, this is the thing. Like, I really don't. Hey, that's a, that's a good like, question, though. Yeah, it's yeah, a good it's question. Like, just for like, people out there that's yeah. curious, yo. We get. All right, it's I'm, like four. <laughs> like four. Yeah, it's like four hundred. Yeah, no, I could for get a gaming, a gaming system. system yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. see, I mean that's no. dope. Yeah, that's that's dope. fucking dope. No, yeah. Not every month, you know what I mean? Because they don't pay you every month. Oh, how uh, how often do the checks come? Oh, I didn't even know, man. Like it's sometimes it's a four month gap. Other times mm. it's every month. But hmm. you know, I wonder how that shit works out. Yeah, yeah. Now, Some months, you know, I'll be getting forty thousand plays and I get eight bucks. And then the next month, I get the same amount of plays, but it'll be, you know, a completely different number. Mm. So I don't know Your how they work it out. Works. You know, so. That's yeah. I think most people don't know how the fuck is worked out. Yeah, like yeah. there's not like a you can't go and just see like a pay chart like this number of plays, yeah. this number of dollars. And I th- I'm certain that art, certain artists are able to leverage their artistry to get more. Like Drake, right? True. He put his album out. Every single thumbnail on fucking Spotify was his face. No Whether shit. you're listening to fucking like emo or fucking ambient death metal, it was fucking Drake's face, right? And so he probably has a deal with him where his plays are like, you know, X percent of a penny. Whereas like everybody else is just getting like, you know, X percent of a penny, but a different yeah, percentage. Yeah. So that's just weird, man. I'm not sure how they work it out, but I think per play it's like point zero zero three to seven cents or something mm. like that. Um, but I'm not sure the exact number or how they work it out. Right. Uh, so. At the at the end of the day, like forty thousand plays is a lot. I wonder how much it would be, like, how many people would have to buy your album from Bandcamp to to equal that? Because in order to get of my money, right? If I wanted to give you. Uh, 
say your album's on Bandcamp for ten dollars, right? Yeah. Bandcamp's yeah. going to take like what, maybe thirty percent. Mm. You know, iTunes takes more than that. Yeah. G, uh, Google Play or whatever they do takes more than that. So say if I if you got a ten dollar album on Bandcamp, in order for me to get you seven dollars, right? I could toss you the seven dollars, buy your album off of that digital, but to get you that shit on Spotify, I would probably for the whole month have to just have you on repeat without maybe even longer than that. Yeah. Maybe yeah, months. Probably, yeah, yeah. Months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on for repeat sure. twenty four hours a yeah, day yeah. to give you that amount of money. For sure. For which sure. is which is why I advocate to all of my folks, like if you wanna support your homie, like do it in various ways, you know, share their shit. But, yo, that little, like, there's certain places that are better to buy your homies shit from and support them from. Bandcamp is better than fucking Apple, For fucking sure. iTunes. It's free right now, too, because yeah. the COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. uh, I, I thought that was only, like, a Friday thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, I picked up Aaron's album, uh, you know, Raw Denshi, right. uh, the last Friday off of uh, off of um, Bandcamp. Because I know that's going to yield him, like, the most amount of money and shit, right? right. Yep. Because playing that shit off of Spotify, man, it's it's not supporting artists in the way that we might think it is. Mm-hmm. It's a word. I guess you got to look at how people consume music though these days. Like, I mean, that's the best way to support an artist, you know, buy physical releases, buy their shit from Bandcamp. Um, you know, and I used to always buy shit from Bandcamp and I would like sort out my iTunes, up, have my like phone updated all the time and kind of always cycle through the new artists and stuff. Um, but these days everyone's on Spotify, you know, like most people don't buy, buy music. Yeah. Um, they just pay for the subscription and listen to music, which is cool. You know, um, if that's how people are consuming music, it's convenient for them. That's cool. But you know, as you said, if you really want to support your homies, support a musician, yeah. the way to do it is buy their shit from Bandcamp. Or, I, I'm know. all for like, I, I tell people like, I look, think of somebody, J Cole, Kendrick Lamar, uh, earth gang. You know, cats like that. I'm like, yo, don't buy none of their shit. <laughs> don't buy none of their shit. If you got $10 to put on some shit, put that shit directly in the pockets of an independent artist who doesn't have that machine backing. doesn't have mm-hmm. those people backing. Those motherfuckers, Earth Gang is getting millions of plays a no month, shit. dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they touring. They doing, as artists, you know, they deserve every penny that they make. But as a consumer, I kind of want to contribute to something else i want to contribute to my local community and i want to contribute to artists who are not in my local community that i support Mm -hmm. so when jansport j come out with some shit i'm rocking with him you know what i mean because he's he he's also making an art that isn't going to end up on a uh uh chill beats to fucking give your homie back massages to you know what i mean his shit ain't making it to that playlist yeah and it's not making it on the top you know the billboard uh uh, top 40 rap shit either mm-hmm. or even underground rap shit either so yeah. i'd rather put that money in jan sports pocket right so it's it's a weird thing you know i i low-key hate myself for a, a, like eventually jumping on to spotify mm. when g amazawa was here mm-hmm. i was telling him i was like yeah man i don't fuck spotify he's like what, what, what are you talking about why <laughs> and i try to explain to him that like i'd rather steal Mm-hmm. download music from people that like Kendrick or whoever and then put my little dollar into his pocket when right. I can't. No Instead, shit. recently I've been spending $9 a month for Spotify and oh. I'm having a hard time. Well, I still support my artists and shit, but less, <laughs> but less because that $9 yeah, is yeah, going yeah. directly into Spotify. Yo, you're supposed to just make new email accounts so you can just bounce <laughs> off and just get the three-month subscriptions, yeah. bro. 
Yeah. Yeah. I need just to start doing that. Gmails. You know, one of the I'll things that got, that it, it got easy <laughs> for me because like, right. It, late used to DJ this motherfucker, right? Yeah. So I didn't have to think about the, the musical bed at all. Mm -hmm. But now I just put together instrumental playlists and that's the musical bed. And it's easiest sure. for me to do that on Spotify. Mm. I could do it on YouTube, but every couple of minutes we're gonna hear uh, a fucking commercial yeah. break yeah, come yeah, in yeah, yeah. for my my uh, you know shit that I've been googling. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like it's gonna come up with like a fucking uh, you know different type of cheeseburger or some shit happened in Japan. So I I don't know, man. Consumption's weird. Yeah. I see that you also put out cassette tapes. Yeah, man. Which I think is fucking weird as mm. shit too. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's like not, I'm not trying to hate on on that scene, but maybe maybe a little bit. Here's my rationale, though. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right. So you buy a tape, right? Most people don't got tape players unless they they rock in. You know, they bought tape players right, to collect right, right. tapes. Yeah, yeah. I get the the kind of collectability of tapes and the mm. size is is kind of convenient, but you're paying for a piece of physical art where the audio quality is the yeah, worst yeah. Yeah, out yeah. of all the other <laughs> options. Yeah. Right. And the the art is worse, mm. you know. So it's like I understand every artist doesn't have the money to press vinyl. It's cheaper to press tapes. Mm -hmm. But fuck, like, why would you ever but want that? that? Yo, it's some mm -hmm. good tapes. This is place in uh, Nakamegoro. It's called um, Waltz Tokyo. Walt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's the first time I've ever heard a tape in that quality. Mm -hmm. But mm. then it also brought me back to back in the day when my dad had the tape decks and mm -hmm. also the amp flyer. Yeah, and the, and the speakers hooked up, and like that sound is is like, it's it's a soothing sound in the background like that. Right. But yeah. then it's it's also still so thick. I feel. But mm -hmm. the the thing the thing about the thing about like magnetic tape is, a lot of a lot of the the music that is coming out on those are suitable for that, right? For sure. You don't like when you pick up Travis Scott's record, right? And it's mixed in a fucking you know million dollar studio mm. and that is like a high watermark of music production like mm. they've never had music sound so loud and cd compression until that album yeah like that album is not meant for a so tape they, right for right. sure but the lo-fi sure. the mm. lo-fi uh beats to juggle to yeah. are are made for that you yeah. know the tape hiss mm. is a part of it so yeah. i get sure. it right, right but right. man like personally i have a hard time hitting that purchase button for a tape because I'd rather have a big piece of, you know, art yeah. if I'm a buy physical mm -hmm. art, right, even right. though their uh, vinyl is bulky and cumbersome. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Also, audio quality on vinyl is much better. It's it's closest to uh, flak files, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's just kind of my rationale behind it. Yeah. Maybe I'm just whack because I don't have I mean, a tape you, player you no compare, more. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Vinyls to tapes, yeah, then yeah definitely yeah. vinyls. But. Well, I mean, like even tapes to like MP3s, which have like hella mm -hmm. compression, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I over, I am I overthinking been, shit, Raj? Let me know if I'm just being I'm, crazy. I'm gonna bring you a cassette tape player with some with a cassette. Oh, bring that. I dog. I'll take. I'll like, take. I'll take anything. To free. Like <laughs> something like Stevie Wonder or something uh, like that from like the '90s sure. era. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely be smacking if you're hitting. You're right. You're right. No, but I, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. Most people just don't have a cassette player. Mm. Most people don't have a tape deck or yeah. something. You know what I mean? So it is a limited market or whatever, but it is, you know, as Buddha, you were saying, you know, there's a certain feeling to it. It's got the tape here, so it feels warmer. A little bit of the high end is kind of cut off. So it's got like the low end is more prominent and stuff. Like b bumping this on the tape is actually pretty cool. The bass is super yeah. loud and, um, you know, it's cool. But this is a jam too, by the way. Oh, cheers, man. Actually, um, I'm going to run this one back because I do like this one a lot. 
So, um, you know, I like pressing tapes, and in the future, I'll probably do another run for one of these next releases, but man, I want to do the vinyl. Yeah, I want you to do vinyl too. Yeah. That's my favorite way to support my friends. Like, yeah, yeah. it. Like the only thing that I, I, I like as much as vinyl is like the digital download with sure. a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a T-shirt for me is like, yeah. all right, that's a piece of you know physical shit that I, I will rock with because sure. I keep shirts forever. I got a Cannibal Ox shirt that's older than no shit. Yeah, yeah. I got I got a it's twenty year old I got a twenty yeah. year old Can Ox shirt, twenty yeah. year old. Uh, fantastic damage joint. I got a Wu Tang joint from '98 <laughs> in my wow, closet still. Damn. So yeah, man, that Cold Vein joint is one of my favorite Dog. records. Seriously, Dog. It is. It is like uh, for me, it is a top five New York winter album. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's a lot to say considering New York's vibe is mm. so winter, no even shit. in the summer and shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah, fucking. Have you heard the Cold Vein? No. Oh, oh, you gotta fuck. listen to this record, man. It's, it's a masterpiece. I'm about to write it down. It, it's, now. It's, I don't know if it's like your sensibilities rock with it, but it is. It, it it's not loved by everybody, but true, a true. lot of people um, fuck with it. Cannibal Ox. Let me just bring up. Do you think I should start with like Iron Galaxy, like the first joint? It sets a tone, or should we do like a chuck on pigeon, man? Pigeon. That's just my favorite okay. joint. Right. I mean, there's so many good joints on there. Yeah, it's a six-minute track, but True. It, it it feels like some dystopian New York like wasteland. And LP's a product. LP yeah, yeah. from Run the Jewels did the production on it for um, Vordo Megala and uh, Vastair. And both of their styles are so strange. It's it's a it, prov- it it gives it a real strange vibe. And it's almost a cinematic piece. Like yeah. there's a there's a theme that runs through the whole album and yeah. Birds of the same feather flock together, congested on a majestic street corner. That's a short time goal for most of them, because most of them would rather expand their wings and hover over greater things. That's what we call inspired flight by the pigeons that gotta eat pizza crust every night. And let there be light was understood when a mic stand descended from up and above into the hood. And if my face is worth a thousand words when it's scarred, I would only hope that two of those are cocoa and butter to heal the wounds of the Tissue scarred and marked the death of my womb, but I've graduated, got my wings, and you've got to let go of my constructed Lego, ego, waffle, halo. Hey, yo, I'm a black man with an African drum in my chest that beats in the opposite of the right. Let me know I got a breath left in this frigid, fragile capsule that allows you to fly south before the winter winds travel. Hell, I made it. Wetsuit stitch so I can swim in elevators. Crazy. This is like a. The. Uh like penultimate track before the end right so like the second to last track before the end and so it sounds a little bit like it starts to approach like this rebirth because the theme of the album is kind of the idea that all of these inner city people are just pigeons right there's just these regular birds and trying to survive and pecking and trying to survive right but the theme of the album is kind of like this resurgence this rise turning from pigeon into phoenix so there's this this flowering that occurs through the album and this is kind of right at the end before they fucking finally go phoenix right the last track is called scream phoenix but there's just a number of joints on here that are like really fucking 
an LP's production throughout the whole album is just incredible. This man. is my favorite era of LP, that yeah. early Definitive Jooks era, Fantastic Damage, Cold Vein, the works he was doing with um, Lyft, and even the uh, even the company flow tracks that were coming out, oh, like man. Drum Pattern Awareness yeah. and a Simple around that time. Like, just so left to feel, yeah. but so good, man. Yeah. But it gets even weirder, man. Like the, you know, his production is strange. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I fuck with Cold Vein heavy. I just had Rory in here, um, DJ Tag, and he hates the Cold Vein. Serious? Yeah, and he's an old underground head too. But he's like, I do not like the Cold Vein, and it breaks my heart every time. But yeah, I beat this shit. LP's production on this shit is crazy, man. There'd be like fucking 10 samples going off at once. Like, in the building. Hold on. What is that fucking... Is it Vane that's got that crazy Vordo verse that ends? Hold on. Yeah. You fuck with... You fuck with these beats, Buddha? Yeah. Oh yeah, winter shit. Though. It's very unique. Yeah, all all of this shit is yeah. kind of. I want to make sure that it's 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 supposed to be listen. It's supposed to be hearing like this, right? It's supposed to be what? It's supposed to be a little airy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe right. it's your headphones and shit it might too, be though. My headphones. Hold on. No, those headphones are fucked up. <laughs> Yo, I ain't superstitious, but these niggas is nice. <laughs> over here trying to convince Buddha some shit is dope, and he's just like, he can't hear the shit. Those headphones are fucked up. He's like, yeah, so it's supposed to sound fucked up? <laughs> like, it's supposed to not sound good, right? Oh, I didn't have no idea. But what are these motherfuckers talking about? Yeah. This, sound, this shit sounds shit, man. Now, I could hear the uh, voice, but the beat, yeah. I can't really. It was kind of airy. Yeah. That shit is hella different. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, enough of the fucking cold vein. I'm sorry. Like, I, I just was happy somebody was here to talk about it. And shit. <laughs> word. It's, oh, it's, 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 un, it's unusual that that happens, man. So, word. Back to some, uh, some of your beats. Meditate. Cool, cool. Or, yeah, we're almost done with like the first half and shit. I think we've got almost about an hour, especially with that cold vein uh, kind of interlude. Yeah, cool, cool. I don't know. Uh, there's there's so much music that came out at that time. Like just talking about the beats on Quasimodo, the unseen. Mm. So many of those joints are just yeah. super, super fire. So, yeah, I don't know. Where, where were we at? Do you have some more questions for Raj? I do. I got a question. Um, the first time I saw you doing a beat live, you were actually playing out the the bass line or the melodies and whatnot, and it actually like threw me off because I ain't never seen nobody do that in a beat live before. It's always just you know somebody on the SP four hundred four twisting knobs, and when you were doing that, I was like, wow, that kind of sets him apart from a lot of people that i'm like you know mm. making beats with and i'm like damn this guy knows music mm. like you know how to play that shit <laughs> <laughs> we, we were talking about that before um before you came in Booty. yeah we were oh. we were, yeah, we were yeah. uh 
you know, a couple a couple of the beat makers out here. We were, what I was talking about was the amount of beat shows that yeah. I went to last year. And it was more about like the type of beats that are being played and the fact that a lot of it is not really live beat mm -hmm. because all they're doing is triggering samples and maybe yeah. hitting an effects knob here or there. There's not live finger drumming or playing the keys and that's kind of something that is yeah. less immediate about a live performance mm -hmm. and so um i think it's dope when a motherfucker pull out a keyboard and actually plays a melody or you know i mean a bass line behind it and that just doesn't happen so much out here right. so uh i don't remember watching your performance i might have been downstairs if you were performing or i might have been somewhere no this, this when was, you were uh, performing yeah when, when i saw this it was a different place it yeah was, uh, yeah when it's i a, first met him i think but cheeky um in kichijoji in kichijoji yeah, yeah yeah which is a dope Fucking place million yeah. bars um, out here yeah or yeah. at least there were um <laughs> no <laughs> idea true, what the fuck true. is yeah, gonna look yeah, like after yeah. we come out of this but yeah. this joint's still hot this joint's still running and like a homie bar cheeky bar cheeky yeah. mm. cheeky top tier name yeah man yeah yeah <laughs> uh and a homie's got like a monthly residency there called back to the fever and it's like a dj night but they'll get artists down and stuff like that so that was dope i've done a few shows here where i'm playing the keys as well but it's mostly just hitting buttons um when i'm doing like a beat live but i gotta i gotta make like a new set that i'm satisfied with mm. where i can like um bring other gear and have a more interactive and yeah. more interesting mm. you know what i mean i think definitely we we gonna be growing out of these soon for sure I, yeah, yeah. I, you know i wasn't really like i said i lived in texas for a long time before mm. i came out here so i didn't really know about like this 404 centric beat scene movement mm -hmm. i when i came out here i thought people were predominantly using the 404 because it's travel size right bringing a fucking full-size mpc 2000 yeah. is a little bit more cumbersome riding an hour train trip so i thought it was just for that reason but apparently a lot of it is more than just the convenience of it it's mm. also become kind of a i don't know like a requirement almost like yeah. A, yeah, so, yeah. like something that people think that they need to yeah, produce yeah. or perform so mm. it's, it's definitely become a standard especially with like the kind of lo-fi music kind of coming more to popularity mm. and shit but you know we've uh me and rod double we brought a 4000 mpc 4000 to a gig before oh, that fucking wow. spaceship and what like, did you just carry it on your back like a ninja turtle <laughs> shell yeah, pretty like, much, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but you know we ain't bringing that shit to a yeah. show like sp404 or 33 they're tiny check them in a backpack yeah. Yeah. set them up and bam hit some buttons play right. some beats so mm -hmm. you know with the 4000 it's cool you got so much more control um, you can literally control every single mm -hmm. track, drop things out, finger drum, mm -hmm. start playing different samples, everything. It's dope. Yeah. But um, you're not bringing it to every show. Sure. You know, so. I, yeah. I've seen a couple cats using other pieces of equipment. I've seen mm -hmm. people with the, uh, like, um, uh, what is it, Ryman Gaijin. Ryman uses, uh, you know, sometimes he'll have, he'll have uh, his MPC, what is it, the MPC Live? Yeah. The, the new no small shit. joint? No shit. Or other shit, and, you know. Um, I'm genuinely surprised that more people aren't fucking with shit like that. Mm -hmm. When Jansport J was out here, he was using a DJ controller. Yeah. And he was just like, people used to be like, yo, what the fuck are you? Where's your 404 type of shit? Yeah, and he's yeah. just like, yo, I could do everything that can do on this plus more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I have control to do all types of shit. So, yeah. It, but he said that people were legit like, yo, what the fuck are you, are you doing? doing? Yeah. yeah. Like, mm. like, like, uh, as if, 
hip hop is like a certain hat, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. and a certain shirt, and any deviation of that is is you know strange. So, but then it, it is like you know back in the day, Mad Lib did come out and say like you know. You gotta use hardware. Yeah, you gotta use it. If he, you, yeah, he fucked up my whole shit. To be honest with you, and then, and then like it was a he couple weeks ago, a month ago, yeah. he came out and said, "You know what? I made that last joint oh. on my iPhone." You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He's making shit. Yeah, he's like, I got iPad Pro <laughs> shit, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know, he. The reason I say he fucked me up is because I did hear that interview in the early two thousands where he's like, mm-hmm. "I use all hardware. Yeah. I don't sequence or do anything on a computer. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is all hardware." And Straight so I was like. And back then, it was like in order to fucking even get yeah. shit on a computer, you needed an inbox or some type of, mm. you know, interface that did that. And that, what is that? I already spent a thousand dollars on my yeah, MPC. Yeah. Now mm. I got to spend another five, and then another five for the program. Yeah. So it was just like fuck it. I was making all my shit and sequencing it on a Tascam fucking tape four track or a BR eight sixty four digital. But that was also set standard the way you were supposed right. to do it. No right. If you was doing it a different way, you was whack. Yeah. This yeah. is like pre Pro Tools yeah. where. Pro Tools became the standard. That's when it was becoming that. But mm. Madlib was not on that wave, and I was like, "Well, Madlib's doper than fucking just yeah. plays." <laughs> so I'm just gonna, you know, what I mean, like Madlib's iller than RZA right now. So I'm just gonna, you know what I mean? And that was my whole, yeah. you know. And that's why I really don't have any of my old music. True, is because true. those CDRs were scratched and destroyed. Those files were missing. Eventually, you know, like. The copy didn't go over to the new hard drive, and just slowly, I, I only have like a couple tracks. Right. Full rap albums. Just gone. Uh, man, like these tears days, in the rain. just do anything, man. If yeah. you're creating something, man, just, yeah. just yeah. create, you know? Yeah. Like, I know it is cool. And like, doing stuff on hardware or sampling on vinyl, it's got a different feel to it anyway. So it's kind of cool, um, just in a sense for yourself. But if you don't like that shit, if you're not interested in doing that, don't do it. Fucking sample off YouTube. Do anything you want. I um, you know, I've got the uh, the machine over there, or the machina is I think the correct pronunciation, <laughs> which I'm against. <laughs> I like machine, right? So I got the MK3 over there, and sampling off of YouTube doesn't feel right to me. True. I'm not inspired to do it. I don't like dragging the shit back, and you know what I mean. Like I like the needle drop mm. and finding something a little strange and i like manipulating the vinyl yeah. to see if i want it to come in a little different so yeah i need to uh, i need to go digging yeah. who wants to go digging man i'm down man, i'm keen let's go i haven't gone digging in months actually. let's let's yeah, set it no, up man let's corona we yeah. can right? need gloves no, i told man. you i got that <laughs> stimulus in time. Yeah. <laughs> we get some we get i got my stimulus shit i'll buy a hazmat suit we can go anywhere <laughs> you know what i mean let's go to india yeah, <laughs> I mean, we just eat. yeah. So I'm all for that shit, man. We should go digging sometime soon, cause sure. cause I I've noticed that that is a limitation for me in the creative process. Mm-hmm. Like sampling from YouTube just doesn't feel, uh, it doesn't inspire me. Yeah. All right. Well, shit, man. Um, we still got another half of the podcast to record. We've been recording for about an hour right now. Uh, the next part, we're going to go into more of his music, some of the equipment that he's using, uh, some questions like that. We've got some musical shares. We're going to each share a track that we just like right now. And we're also going to play a song that reminds us of summer that feels like summer. And it's crazy because today kind of feels like not summer. It's it's, it's a cold vein type of day. You know what no I mean? It, it's a it's a rainy kind of cloudy overcast type of day. But we are going to persevere and uh, tune into that part of the episode in just a few days. It comes out Tuesday. Uh, if you're listening to this as it dropped right on that Friday, uh, let's go ahead and do some social media information. Uh, let's start with uh, the co-host today, Buddha. Yes, you could 
check me out on IG, Facebook, all of them good sites. Type in uh, MC Buddha, B-O-O-D-A-H. And um, yes, let's become friends. Yeah. We got him on several different episodes. He was recently on a phone call joint the late put together um, a couple weeks back. That That's him and his uh, his wife and, and uh, singer uh, Maya Hatch. Check that out. We've also got Buddha on multiple different past episodes. The one with his crew, The Bridge, came out uh, last year. And then he has his own episode. We also mentioned him a lot on the G. Yamazawa episode because uh, that's one of his good people. So I'll put, I'll put the episode numbers in, in the uh, bio. But yeah. Uh, Raj, where are you at? Yo, you can check me out at uh, Instagram at ra.ra.raji. Um, I got Bandcamp, ra ra raj beats, SoundCloud, ra ra raj beats. Um, but I'm not really on like the uh, Facebook for the. Uh, I had that coming loud. Art, uh, musician page. Okay. Um, but yeah, pick me on SoundCloud, Bandcamp. Uh, you can check my music on Spotify, ra ra raj. Or um, Instagram, if you want to keep up to date with, you know, what I'm doing. Yeah, this is his yeah. beat right now, too. So yeah. feel that. <laughs> if you really fucks with him, go to Bandcamp. Yeah. Right. I just saw this. Uh, you know the vibes, Buddha. <laughs> you know the vibes. Go to Bandcamp, <laughs> my nigga. Let's do it. <laughs> he said Spotify first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. You got to put it on repeat yeah, for true, three true. weeks just to get him a, a penny. I just saw this Monster Frights, and I forgot you yeah. had him on. That's He's my folks. He's actually on the compilation album with The Bridge as well. Oh, right. uh, me and putting out. Freets. He's That's got my a, dog. Yeah, he's got a... He's, got he's a, back out here right now, right? He yeah, was in yeah, the March. Yeah, yeah. He was, I saw him. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. he was on an episode like three weeks ago with him and Foundation. He was my co-host. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Monster Freets. Yeah, Word. he's dope, man. Uh, Yo, happy belated birthday to Happy Days Beats, too, by the way. <laughs> yes. the folks. The bridge. The, 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 the bridge. No, this is this this is a, a a Raj beat. So yeah, feel that we out. We'll be back. We are still here. But we will also be back.